Welcome, America. Fasten your seatbelts. This is The Jay Sheldon Show. The terrorists are already here. And we know who you are. Hmm? Buying Carrie Lake? She ain't for sale. Not that they aren't trying. Oh, this just broke today. Well, yesterday. But... Mm -mm -mm. And while they last, one-time offer, get your very own illegal immigrants. That's right. Special deal. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Uh, no, they are not one of our sponsors tonight, but you won't believe this story. This is a laugh riot. Hey, congratulations, President Trump, in winning the New Hampshire primary in good fashion. Uh, my understanding is he is the first candidate in since like 1976 to win the first two primaries in a row. Uh, anyway, congratulations, Trump handily beating Nikki Haley the neocon freak from hell that all the Democrats love, which should be exactly why, you know, you should maybe take a closer look at Nikki Haley. Yeah. Useless. Useless. All right. We got a lot going on. We got lots more coming up in the show tonight. There is a ton of stuff to talk about. But right now, we want to just take a little quick break and tell you about one of our great sponsors. Folks, you know about the importance of fruits and vegetables in a healthy diet. Can't be beat. They are the key to healthy living. You've got supplements. You've got workouts. You've got all kinds of stuff to try and get you healthy. None of that is going to do a damn bit of good unless you get the right fruits and vegetables, and this is the product that can do that and save you a lot of headaches. Fruits and vegetables, the anchor of every and any healthy diet, but come on, let's be honest. They're not easy to deal with. You gotta go shopping. You gotta hope they don't go off and rot before you get to cooking them. And then when you do, you gotta prepare them. You gotta cook them. You gotta get them all. You gotta eat them all at the same. It's a mess. Brickhouse Nutrition has come up with this science-backed formula prepared and created by doctors, by actual physicians, and it is 100% USDA organic fruits and vegetables, all, all the stuff you need ground into this great tasting powder. You just mix it in with water or green tea. I like it in green tea, orange juice, whatever. Mix it in. Drink it down once a day, you are good to go, and your doctor will absolutely notice the difference. It is a science-backed formula of all these healthy fruits and vegetables. If you look on the back of the package, it doesn't say supplement facts, because these are not supplements. They are 100% organic fruits and vegetables. Field of Greens. USDA organic fruits and vegetables, all kinds of great tasty flavors. This is their regular. They have a wild berry, fortify, radiance, built with science, mortared with innovation, made right here in the United States, headquartered in Texas. This is a US company, formulated by physicians and industry expert, and a 60-day guarantee. Try it out. 
And there's something there for the whole family. It's great for kids too, by the way. Field of Greens is the product that will get you on your way to healthy living. Your doctor will notice the difference. You try this for a month, go in for your next checkup, your doctor will say, I don't know what you're doing, but keep doing it. Trust me, good stuff. Brickhouse Nutrition and Field of Greens. The link to that is in our show notes. If you would like that special deal that we get you here on the Jay Sheldon Show, just use the link in our show notes. And off you go. You are good to go. You are good to start living healthy the way you should. You know, you know, you know you should be doing this. You're not because it's a pain in the butt. Shopping, preparing, cooking, all that fruits and vegetables. You know, which ones do you buy? That's it right there, all ground up in that great tasting powder. Okay, we did the story yesterday about this obnoxious, ridiculous, illegal alien, obviously from the Middle East, who was talking to a reporter and in a very smarthy way said, you are too stupid to know who I am. You will know who I am soon enough, or something like that. Well, anyway, now Democrats apparently are hugely in favor of Islamic terrorists leaking their way across the border. Movsam Samadov, who is he? He is the leader of the Islamic terrorist group, Azerbaijan Islamic Party. Actually served 12 years in prison after being convicted of trying to overthrow the government. Well, he's only just started because that is exactly who that guy was. There is, you remember the tape from last night? That's a still frame from the tape. There he is, close up. Obviously, obviously, this is the same guy. And this terrorist just waltzed in freely across our border. And then in, I don't even think it's that much of a veiled threat, said, Soon you will know who I am. You still want to keep your border open? They're pouring in. They are pouring in. Here's that tape in case you missed it. You are smart enough, you will know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. But soon you're going to know who I am. Very easy. Wow. Very easy. The, the entitlement. The entitlement. Uh, no, believe me. I'm much better than that. The entitlement, guys. Wow. Soon, soon, you will know who I am. Well, we already know, pal. And we're not happy about it. And they couldn't care less. They're still trying to get the feds to go in there and take down the barbed wire. Governor Abbott, thank God is still saying to the federal government, good on you, Governor Abbott. Keep it up. National Guard not giving an inch, nor should they. 
in spite of what the Supreme Court has to say. I told you, it's only going to get worse and people are going to get killed. It is simply a matter of time if they don't do anything about it. And you know what? At this point, it's too late to do anything about it. I mean, once we get rid of this rotting bag of oatmeal in the White House, things will be done. People will be deported. Borders will be closed tight. We will still have an immigration process. That's called the immigration process. It's been around for a while. Bit slow, bit bogged down, but it works. Not opening up the border and letting just anybody in willy-nilly and not keeping track of who the hell they are. That doesn't Democrats are not the only ones. You don't get a pass, Republicans. This unbelievable story broke in the Daily Mail. I don't know if you heard about it yet. I'm going to cover it because it's important. It deals with one of my favorite politicians, Carrie Lake. This is from the Mail Online, the Daily Mail. And audio, if you haven't heard this, you better sit down. An audio recording reveals the moment a senior Republican official tried to bribe Carrie Lake not to run for Senate. These people will do anything they can. DailyMail.com got their hands on an audio recording that reveals the extraordinary moment when it appears to be Arizona's top Republican official tried to bribe Carrie Lake not to run in the state Senate race. Jeff DeWitt, he's 51 chair of the Arizona Republican Party can be heard asking Carrie Lake close ally of Donald Trump I might add to name her price name her price to stay out of politics for two years he tells her in this conversation I'll play it for you in a minute these are very powerful people who want to keep you out. DeWitt tells Carrie Lake, one of the most public faces of the former president's MAGA movement, and a woman very frequently spoken of as a possible vice presidential pick, I can think of very few people who would be a better choice than Carrie Lake. that he thinks Trump will lose time to make way for someone else. This is this Democrat official, DeWitt. After asking her not to mention the conversation to anyone, he makes his first offer. This is beyond insane. 
Are you going to play or not? So what's going on? What is? Go. I'm assuming this is our friend. Oh, this is this is this is back east. They there are very powerful people that want to keep you out. No, the oh, they do. But they're willing to put their money where their mouth is in a big way. So this conversation never happened. Th this is crazy, though. They should want me. I'm a great candidate. People love me. These people are corrupt. Well, maybe you're right. They are right. They are corrupt. Maybe. This is a wrap. Don't go. Do you care though? I'll get myself in trouble. And this, if you, if, you, if you say no, which is fine. It's your choice. Don't tell people. I They're going to try to have me murdered. <laughs> I don't doubt that either. Saints world, man. If that stuff that came out last week is right about the cartel stuff, man. They say the cartel's operating in 50 states right now. Like all 50, you know? Mm -hmm. So... So what, what, what's going on? Who is it? What? Forget the who. Let me just tell you the what. Let's just say there are people calling around. Saying, gosh, no, they can't repeat this. Never repeat this. If you say no, don't. Because they say, I got offered to buy out. Don't, don't, yeah. Because then we lose our ability to get things done other, in the future. Here's this, my problem. Rather than just say, let's work with her. She's a great candidate. Because they don't own me. And it pisses me off. Yeah, it's not it's about ownership. It's about control. I don't know if it's about control. It's about being on the team. I guess that's it. You know what I mean? They want to be on the team. They want you to be on their team. And they're willing to pay for it. A lot. Name your price kind of money. On tape, this is the head of the Republican Party in Arizona trying to bribe Kerry Lake into stepping out of the race and out of politics for a couple of years. This is exactly where we are at in this country. Swampy little... Ugh. Seriously. It's gotten to this. This is a deep state that you all know exists, but rarely do they raise their ugly head or get caught or exposed. That's what that is. That is the deep state in action, plain as the nose on your face. Unbelievable. DeWitt was the chief operating officer in Trump's campaign in 2020, by the way. He starts by saying, just say, is there a number at which, and Lake cut him off, said, can I be bought? That's what it's about. He says, you can take a pause for a couple of years. You can go right back to what you're doing. And Lake rebuffs him, says she wouldn't do it for a billion dollars. That's the kind of woman we need in politics. Carrie Lake. And this Jeff DeWitt slime ball is exactly the kind of person we not only don't need in the Republican Party, we don't need in any party. That's what it's come down to.
unbelievable. Unbelievable. Hey, we want to hat tip Arfang Jim, one of our newest followers. Thank you, Arfang Jim. Appreciate it. Saw you uh, hit the follow button. Appreciate that. Thanks. Don't forget, you can always uh, join us on Rumble Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And uh, we are live. Or if you're watching this in our video on demand replay, we're also there. Be sure you hit that follow button and the thumbs up. It's free. Doesn't cost you a dime. And uh, we really appreciate it. it. Helps to support the show a lot. All right. We got lots going on, including an email address that is potentially owned by a director at BlackRock. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. It's not just an email address. That address is linked to a child porn site. An email address potentially owned by a BlackRock director registered with members only child porn website. Steven Crowder's team. Steven Crowder is also here on Rumble. They dropped a bombshell yesterday. Exposed that a female managing director with BlackRock potentially owns an email address that was registered with a members-only child porn site that connected a huge network of self-proclaimed pedophiles, rapists, and murderers. Louder with Crowder. Steve Crowder's show here on Rumble. Their team exposed that the email address was connected to the username Jackie222 and was a registered member of this child porn site. That email address repeatedly connected back to one name via more than 10 identity verification services. Abigail Gold Geller, who is a managing director at BlackRock. They and a private investigating team corroborated the information and Crowder's investigators were able to take it a step further proving that hero121 at mail.com is an email address used two separate times at a property Geller owns in New York. See that circle getting smaller? They confronted Geller over the phone about this, trying to give her some time to defend herself. She asked if she could call back her lawyer got on the phone and denied hero121 at mail.com is Geller's email address, strongly warned that Crowder should not publish this story. Wow. Montgomery reported that pizza, cheese pizza, cooking, other words, of course, we all know the FBI has said it themselves. They are pedophile code words to prey on kids. 
the story goes on and on and on. There is video. You can check it out. I put the link in our show notes. You know our number one rule on this show. Leave our kids alone. This is frightening. You, you really owe it to yourself. I strongly suggest you not click on some of the links in the story because they actually go to that site. But the article is on X, posted by Steven Crowder, and it is a nightmare. It is frightening. It is not the kind of thing you hope to see. Man, I'm telling you. All right. Let's uh, just take another minute here before we get on with our next story and tell you about one of our other great sponsors. That would be Blackout Coffee. Yes, we love these guys. This is a company that cares about two things, America and making a great cup of coffee. Blackout Coffee, they work with local co-ops, American farmers source the best beans. They have a small batch roasting process, which means... You get your beans within five days from the time you order. They don't roast them until you place your order. Then, usually 24 to 48 hours later, they roast your beans, ship them out. Takes maybe, what, three days to get to you, wherever you are in the U.S. That's it. You got yourself a fresh roasted cup of coffee like you've never had before. Never bitter, always strong, Get some coffee with values. Blackout coffee, this stuff is amazing. I drink it. I drink it morning, noon, and night, including right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's always good. And it is the difference between night and day when you check out these fresh roasted beans. You gotta do that. Signature blends, partner roast, flavored coffees, if you're into that. They've got a line of teas. If you don't like coffee, they've got hot cocoa over there. All of it, high quality stuff. And like I said, this company is all about our American values. Honesty, integrity, family, truth. Blackout Coffee's all about that. They support our troops. You look right over there. Support the troops. See, let me just click on that. As a matter of fact, I'll show you. At work, on duty, coffee for America's warriors. You see that? And there's even a way here that you can also contribute. Now, when you go check them out, just buy a single bag. That's all you got to do. Get one bag of blackout coffee, whatever roast you prefer, and try it. You will be back, I promise, because it is just that good. And I got you a deal with the promo code, of course. Use the code J20 at checkout. That'll get you 20% off your first order. Just buy one bag. That's all you got to do. Try them. If you want to buy more, buy more. But one bag will convince you. And when you check out, use that promo code J20, J-A-Y-20. It will get you 20% off your first order at Blackout Coffee. All right. Thank you, Blackout. Good stuff. Very good stuff. All right. Let's jump back into it. And uh, Klaus. This is Klaus Schwab. You know, 
the Nazi commie guy who thinks the, he's the emperor of the world. We talked about this knucklehead before. And here he is again, just saying the quiet part out loud. This man actually doesn't care what you think. And what he thinks is there is no such thing as human rights. You heard me right. In fact, you don't need to hear it from me. You can hear it from this ass. Many, maybe most legal systems are based on this idea, this belief in human rights. But human rights are just like heaven and like God. It's just a fictional story that we've invented and spread around. It may be a very nice story. It may be a very attractive story. We want to believe it. But it's just a story. It's not a reality. It is not a biological reality. Just as jellyfish and woodpeckers and ostriches have no rights, homo sapiens have no rights also. Take a human, cut him open, look inside, you find their blood and you find the heart and lungs and kidneys, but you don't find there any rights. The only place you find rights is in the fictional stories that humans have invented and spread around. And the same thing is also true in the political field. States and nations are also like human rights and like God and like heaven. They too are, are, are just stories. A mountain is a reality. You can see it, you can touch it, you can even smell it. But Israel or the United States, they are just stories, very powerful stories, stories we might want to believe very much, but still they are just stories. They're just stories. God, just a story. Countries, just a story. Your rights as a human being. That is the way these people think, and they want to run our world. Why do we give them an inch, a millimeter? Absolutely beyond me. Like I said, you don't have to take my word for it. You just heard him, his own words. This is the top advisor to Klaus Schwab and those neo-Nazi morons. Link is in our show notes. Spread that around. Spread the word. Let people know where these people are at, what these people are thinking. World Economic Forum. Unbelievable. And more dribbles. More dribbles. Nagar Woods, she is the agenda contributor. We are fighting back, and they are noticing. There's no trust in these people. Nobody likes these people. Nobody wants these people in charge of anything. And they know that. This is her speaking, very short little clip, speaking at Davos. Listen very closely to what she says. 
especially the last part. The good news is the elite across the world trust each other more and more. So we can come together and design and do beautiful things together. The bad news is that in every single country they were polling, the majority of people trusted that elite less. So we can lead, but if people aren't following, we're not going to, to get to where we want to go. And, and you know, the hubris of this woman to call herself one of the elite. They don't trust us. We, the elite. Oh, I just... And, and they just sit there like they are God's gift to us serfs, us peasant class. No, we don't trust you. Not as far as we can throw you. Not for a New York minute do we trust you. Incredible. Back when I was a kid, <laughs> I know. You know what? I used to hate it when people would say that. When I was younger and I was listening to older people talk and they would always say, you know, back when I was a youngster, I remember we didn't have all the bullshit. Well, guess what? I'm there. I am officially there. Carol Mack, she's at Herbs and Dirt on X. It's just words on the page. I put the link in our show notes, but man, when you think about what she wrote, you're going to go, yeah, what the hell? She says, I was in elementary school in the 70s. I was in high school, but so I'm a little older than Carol is. My experience did not know one autistic child. No one had a gluten allergy. No one had peanut allergies. No one had milk allergies. No one was bouncing off the walls from ADD or ADHD. No one had autoimmune diseases at that age. There were no inhalers on the playgrounds. And she ends with the question, anyone else? Yeah, right here. What happened? Seriously. Autism, gluten, peanut, milk allergies, ADHD. What happened? When did it all change? You know, a long time ago, probably a year or more ago on this show, I saw this post that was extremely profound and it affected me in such a weird way I didn't expect it to. Because when I was growing up in West Cornwall, Connecticut, 
there was a group of us guys. We all hung around together, drank beer, smoked cigarettes, caused trouble. Nothing serious, just, you know, the stuff young teenage boys do. Anyway, I remember those days very fondly. And again, just to summarize and make it very brief, somebody wrote, there was a day where you left your group of friends never to see them the same way or never to meet the same way again. And you didn't know that day was then when it happened. You realize it now. And you probably can't think back and remember when that last meetup was. But there was a day. It's, when you actually stop, take a quiet moment and think about it. It's very profound and honestly a bit depressing. But when did this stuff happen? When did we suddenly all get bogged down with gluten and whatever? It just kind of snuck up on us, didn't it? All right. We got a giveaway for you. Yeah, well, I shouldn't say we. It's the Napperville area. You're going to love this one. Oh, this is going to be probably one of the most popular things on the planet. This is going to be right up there with TikTok videos. This is from the Daily Caller, and this is not a joke. As the rotting bag of flesh in the White House likes to say, not a joke. Napperville Councilman Josh McBroom proposes a migrant housing sign-up sheet for their very affluent city. There's the goofball right there. A <laughs> oh, politicians. A councilman from Napperville proposed a sign-up sheet for families in the city who are willing to house illegal immigrants. He suggested Tuesday the city create a sign-up sheet for residents ready to volunteer to open their homes to illegal immigrants. Six buses transporting migrants have arrived at Napperville's metro station since December 21st. And McBroom said, according to the outlet, let's find out who's going to help. He said Napperville is a very affluent city with a lot of big homes. What I'd like, what I'd like to do is direct staff to create a sign-up sheet for individuals who'd be willing to house the migrant families. I'm sure they are busting down the door to get their name on that list. I do know that there's a lot of people that do care. And I, I think we live in a compassionate community. Um, so, you know, before we go down the road of, you know, 
doing what, you know, following suit on some of these other cities are taking action on. Um, you know, my, my idea would be let's, let's find out. Let's find out who's willing to help, you know. So, you know, we do hear from constituents on both sides of this. What are we going to do to preemptively stop this? And then we hear from people that tell us we should do more. So, you know, we do have a, a very affluent community, a lot of big homes. And um, what I'd like to do is direct staff to create a sign-up sheet. Yeah, mm -hmm. that'll work. Yeah, sure. Uh -huh. Yeah, you've got big hearts, big cares, sanctuary city, right up to the moment when someone asks you to open your door and give up one of your spare rooms in your house to these illegal scumbags. Yeah, ain't gonna happen. Good luck with that. Have fun, Josh. Enjoy yourself. There's a link to that story in your show notes here and right down there. If you wanna waste your time and have a good laugh, finding out more about it, Hey, I saw this post and wanted to share it because we promised you we were not going to forget, and we're not. Nick Sorter, at Nick Sorter over on X. Aloha from Maui. Haven't heard that name in a long time, have you? The great people of the island are still being shafted by the government still and they are fed up they've been fed up still fed up you're going to put this story back in the news cycle i'm going to do everything i can to never ever ever let you people forget this happened it's happening it's still going on residents are still being prevented from visiting their properties the town is still fortified. Toxic waste being placed on the hillside directly above the town. And most are receiving practically zero aid from anyone. The government literally trying to force these people to move off the island and in many cases, sadly, it's working. On top of that, no accountability at all. Over five months ago, these fires happened. Residents there have received zero support from anyone. And this, uh, this guy, Nick Sorter, says... I'll be working here on the ground with community members to expo expose the corrupt cover-up that is underway. If you had any doubt, these recent pictures of Maui, yep, nothing's changed. Not a damned thing. Except that if you owned property there, you can't go see it. They won't let you. This is a massive story that the legacy media has buried. Seriously, when was the last time you heard a story about the Maui fires? You haven't. 
They're hoping it will just dry up and blow away. Much, sadly, like the residents of Maui. I got one more for you, then we're going to get on with our book here. We're reading uh, Treasure Island. We'll read another part of that chapter. But uh, we always end with something a little weird, and I found one. Have you ever been on a ship at sea? I mean, you know, one of those giant cruise ships don't really count because they're so big, you barely notice the thing moving. But if you are on a ship in the North Sea, famous for huge, huge surf and waves, enormous storms, you have no idea what life can be like on board one of these ships. I'm going to show you. Take a look at this. These are real. This is not made up. This is insane. Look at that. Look at it. It's right up in the air. Look at your face. There's a reason oh my god. I hope I don't get a copyright strike on this music. I don't know where it came from. This is from X, an X post. The link's in our show notes. Look at that. Look at it. Sweet dreams ain't made These are made of course. Oh man. There's a reason for calm down that I don't know. No, I don't know. Look at that. Trying to sleep. Back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> right under the table. Wow. Look at that. The whole thing is shifting. Insane. Wow. I, no, I, I mm -mm, nope. No, thank you. Not for me. I'll pass. You can have my place. That is nuts. That is nuts. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. All right. You ready? Book time. Uh, yeah, for a long time, we have read books on this show. We are considering uh, knocking this segment out once we're done with Treasure Island. I don't know. Still got feedback, some good, some bad. Uh, if you'd like to let us know, you can send us a message, a PM, or an email. Show at jsheldon.com is always our email. You can always get a hold of us that way. Show, S-H-O-W, at jsheldon.com. And uh, let us know if you want us to continue on with these books. We read books, uh, we read them a little part of a chapter at a time till we get all the way through to the end. We've done all kinds of classic children's literature here on the show. And right now we are headed towards the end of Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson. We're starting part six, which is called Captain Silver. Yes, as in Long John. This is chapter 28 in the enemy's camp. The red glare of the torch lighting up the interior of the blockhouse showed me the worst of my apprehensions realized. The pirates 
were in possession of the house and stores. There was a cask of cognac. There were pork, bread as before, and what tenfold increased my horror, not a sign of any prisoner. I could only judge that all had perished, and my heart smote me sorely that I had not been there to perish with them. There were six of the buccaneers, all told, not another man was left alive. Five of them were on their feet, flushed, swollen, suddenly called out of the first sleep of drunkenness. The sixth had only risen upon his elbow. He was deadly pale. The blood-stained bandage round his head told that he'd recently been wounded, still more recently dressed. I remember the man who'd been shot, run back among the woods in the great attack, doubted not that this was he. The parrot sat, preening her plumage on Long John's shoulder. He himself, I thought, looked somewhat paler and more stern than I was used to. He still wore his fine broadcloth suit, in which he had fulfilled his mission. But it was bitterly the worse for wear daubed with clay, torn with the sharp briars of the woods. So, said he, here's Jim Hawkins. Shiver me timbers. Dropped in like, eh? Well, come, I take that friendly. And thereupon, he sat down across the brandy cask and began to fill a pipe. Give me the loan of a link, Dick, said he. And then, when he had a good light, That'll do, my lad, he added. Stick the glim in the wood heap, and you gentlemen bring yourselves to... You didn't stand up for Mr. Hawkins. He'll excuse you. You may lay to that. And so, Jim, stopping the tobacco, Here you are. Quite a pleasant surprise for poor old John. I see you were smart when you first I set my eyes on you. But this here gets away from me clean, it do. Now to all this, as well may be supposed, I made no answer. They had me set with my back against the wall, and I stood there, looking silver in the face, pluckily enough. I hope to all outward appearance, but with black despair in my heart. Silver took a whiff or two of his pipe and with great composure then ran on again. Now, you see, Jim, so be as you're here, says he. I'll give you a piece of my mind. Always liked you, I have, for a lad of spirit picture of my own self when I was young and handsome. I always wanted you to gin and take your share and die a gentleman. Now, my cock, you've got to. Captain Smollett's a fine seaman, as I'll own up to any day, but stiff on discipline. Duty is duty, says he. Right he is. Just you keep clear of the captain. The doctor himself's gone dead again, you ungrateful scamp, was what he said. 
The long and short of the whole story is about here. You can go back to your own lot, for they won't have you. And without you, start a third ship's company all by yourself, which might be lonely. You'll have to dine with Captain Silver. So far so good, my friends then were still alive, and though I partly believed the truth of Silver's statement that the cabin party were incensed at me for my desertion, I was more relieved than distressed by what I heard. I don't say nothing as to your being in your hands, said Silver, though uh, there you are, and you may lay to it, for I'm, uh, I'm all for argument. I never seen any good come out of threatening. You like the service? Well, you'll jine. If you don't, Jim, why, you're free to answer no. Free and welcome, shipmate. And if fair can be said by mortal seamen, shiver me sides. <coughs> Am I to answer then? I asked with a very tremulous voice. Through all this sneering talk, I was made to feel the threat of death that overhung me. My cheeks burned, my heart beat painfully in my breast. Lad, said Silver, no one's a present of you. Take your bearings. None of us won't hurry you, mate. Time goes so pleasant in your company, you see. Well, says I, growing a bit bolder, if I'm to choose, I declare I have a right to know what's what, and why you're here, and where my friends are. What's what? repeated one of the buccaneers in a deep growl. Ah, he'd be a lucky one as knowed that. You'll perhaps batten down your hatches till you're spoken to, my friend, cried Silver, trucently to the speaker. And then in his most gracious tones, he replied to me. Yesterday morning, Mr. Hawkins, said he, and his watchdog came down, Dr. Livesey, with a flag of truce. Says he, Captain Silver, you're sold out. Ship's gone. Well, maybe we'd been taking a glass and a song to help it round. I, I won't say no. Leastways, none of us had looked out. Well, we looked out, and by thunder, the old ship was gone. Never seen a pack of fools look fishier, and you may lay to that. If I tells you I looked the fishiest, well, says the doctor, let's bargain. We bargained, him and I, and here we are. Stores, brandy, blockhouse, firewood you was thoughtful enough to cut, and in a manner of speaking, the whole blessed boat from cross trees to Keelson. As for them, they've tramped. I don't know where they are. He drew in again quietly on his pipe. And lest you should take it into that head of yours, he said, and you was included in the treaty. Here's the last words that was said. How many are you, says I, to leave? Four, says he. Four, and one of us is wounded. <coughs> and 
As for that boy, I don't know where he is, confound him, says he. Nor I don't care much. We're about sick of him. These was his words. Is that all? I asked. Well, it's all you're to hear, my son, returned Silver. <coughs> and now am I to choose? And now you're to choose. You may lay to that, said Silver. Well, said I, I'm not such a fool, but I know pretty well what I have to look for. Let the worst come to the worst. It's little I care. I've seen too many die since I fell in with you. There's a thing or two I have to tell you, I said, and by this time I was quite excited. And this first one is, here you are in a bad way. Ships lost, treasures lost, men lost, your whole business gone to wreck. And if you want to know who did it, it was I. I was in the apple barrel the night we sighted land. I heard you, John, and you, Dick Johnson, and Hans, who is now at the bottom of the sea, told every word you'd said before the hour was out. And as for the schooner, it was I who cut her cable. It was I who killed the men you had aboard her. And I who brought her where you'll never see her more, not one of you. The laugh's on my side. Had the top of this business from the first. I no more fear you than I fear a fly. Kill me if you please. Spare me. One thing I'll say and no more. If you spare me, bygones are bygones. When you fellows are in a court for piracy, I'll save you all I can. It's for you to choose. Kill another, do yourselves no good, or spare me and keep a witness to save you from the gallows. I stopped, for I tell you, I was out of breath. And that's where we're going to stop for today, and we will continue it tomorrow at the end of our show. <laughs> Treasure Island, we're getting to the end, folks. It's getting good. I, I will see you all again tomorrow. Thank you so much for popping by, sharing the show. Be sure you hit that thumbs up, the follow button, and uh, we'll be back to do it all again tomorrow. Thanks, folks. You just heard the Jay Sheldon Show. Join us Monday through Friday here on Rumble. Thanks for watching. Snort. <laughs>